A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hi, welcome back to the most exciting episode of Swift. I know. Ever. We made it. We made it. It is. It's D-Day. It is. It yeah, is. it's officially November 10th. It's officially the new day of the, the snake. The new era, yes. It's yeah. the new <laughs> National Snake Day. Yes. And for those who don't know, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And we're... Well, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> yeah. Shelby's ready for this episode. I'm not ready for this episode. I have been getting ready for our party tonight. Yeah, priorities. That's where Priorities. We have a Taylor Swift uh, album release party tonight, and I have been in full event planner mode. I haven't even <laughs> looked at the notes, you guys. <laughs> but it's okay, because all we're doing this time is talking about the release week and the album. The album that has been released for not even over 24 hours. I know. We're, it's Friday, guys. <laughs> it's it's fresh in our minds and in our hearts, so I'm excited about this episode. We're definitely doing it a little different this week, because we're not going to go into one specific song. We figure there's no way we can get started on that this quickly, so we're just no. going to we're just gonna summarize thoughts, feelings, and, and <laughs> moments of note. Yeah, and go over all the drama that has been this past release week. Oh, it's been so dramatic. It, it's been drama, drama, drama. I was on Twitter and on Tumblr, and I saw all of these posts about how Taylor needs to speak up, yeah. Taylor doesn't need to speak up, and I was a little confused where right. all of this was coming, so I texted you, and I was like, what is going yeah. on? This is like on Monday or Tuesday, yeah. like right before the release. Conveniently. Everyone was, yeah, everyone was so excited, and then suddenly this like bomb dropped in the fandom, and everyone was like, Taylor Swift needs to... <laughs> needs to call out white supremacy once and for all and I guess what happened is there had been an article back when Look What You Made Me Do came out. So like two months ago. Yeah, two months ago um, where this blogger from some random website was like basically Taylor Swift is a white supremacist because Look What You Made Me Do has direct parallels to the Nazi movement. It was so crazy. Did they like take the plastics Oh, it wasn't even about the music video. It was oh. about the lyrics. The lyrics? Yeah. There was, like, some weird... I couldn't even understand it. It was just some psycho babble about mm. how Taylor must be a white supremacist because her songs sort of play into it, because she's been adopted as sort of a ultimate hero for the white supremacist groups, and because she's never outright denied it. So, mm. that article happened two months ago. We find out two days or so ago that... Her lawyers had sent a cease and desist, and right after the article, right after so the they article, they sent this letter two months ago. As yes, well. <laughs> yeah, and it just came to the national forefront because ACLU shared the letter and was like, "We will not allow Taylor Swift to bully our client out of her, you know, First Amendment rights." Which is, it was just a lot, and yes. from that, people were like, "Well, why doesn't she just?" speak up now and tell everyone that she's not a white supremacist. And squash it all. Yeah, and other people are like, it's not her place, and the letter does it for her. And so, uh, it just created some some catty drama between fans who, some of them felt like Taylor had a responsibility to do this, and others felt like Taylor shouldn't have to do anything she doesn't want to, and like her actions should speak louder than words, and blah, blah, blah. That's, that's devastating, because I know that... Um... 
Rebel Wilson. Mm-hmm. She just won a case against slander, right? Yeah, yeah, she did in Australia. She, Australia. She won a huge case where they basically torched her career, and she was able to like show that they they did it out of malice in spite of like knowing better. <laughs> So if anyone doesn't know, we have a special guest today. It's Lupe. <laughs> she might make an appearance or two on our episode, but that's okay. That's okay. We, yeah. They like it when we, we met Yeah, it's, a, it's personality. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is here where the real issue lies is and they're calling it slander. Mm-hmm. However, for celebrities, it's held at a, a different level because, right. because they do live in the limelight. There's... Trying to prove slander is really hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you, the person has to know with a full knowledge that person didn't do A, B, or C. Right. So I'm hoping... I don't know what's going to happen out of this. I know. I'm sort of curious. Like, it sort of died down, obviously drowned out by other <laughs> drama and yes. the release of the album. But um, I know on the article, um, an old ACLU director, like, talked about it and was like, I have no idea how they're saying this is infringing on her on her freedom of speech like Taylor Swift's lawyers have every right to protect their clients public persona and like character and that if they feel attacked they're allowed to move forward or whatever I don't understand the law aspect of it but I think a lot of people were actually defending Taylor because the article was so out there they were like yeah this was like reaching it definitely was. Yeah, and what's more is the letter that the lawyer sent was like, we have refuted these claims in this article, this way, this way, and that should have been in your research before you posted this article claiming she's never spoken out about it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like, proof to the idea that Taylor is not a racist and Taylor, in fact, is not a neo-Nazi. Like... (laughs) The idea of it is just really lazy. Um, Person just wanted to try to make a big splash. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I think. Just a big splash. Yeah. And they hate Taylor because it's cool to hate Taylor. I know. I'm getting sick of that. (laughs) I'm getting sick of how cool it is to hate her. It is. It's very annoying. But we also had drama within Um, our own fandom. Yes. I mean, it was release week and I was so excited for... November 10th, the midnight release, because I just wanted to experience it how Taylor wanted us to experience it. And then suddenly people started leaking stuff, because in the middle of the week, suddenly there were all these leaks coming. There were. And it was from, I don't even know where they came from, it's really sad and frustrating, but suddenly Perez Hilton gets involved by sharing yeah he shared a photo of somebody holding the cd yeah and the part of the cd you could see the track lists on the back yeah and he got suspended from twitter i know which is funny because if he had just retweeted the original poster then twitter couldn't have suspended him but because he stole the (laughs) stole the photo and posted it as original content yeah So he played himself. He did. And, you know, this isn't the only time that he's been suspended from Twitter. Oh, really? He's been suspended before. So he definitely should, like, learn his lesson. No, but he's a victim of Taylor's wrath. He is. He came, like, uh, Twitter unsuspended him, but he came back and was saying that, like, he was a victim of Taylor's wrath, but he still loves Taylor. That's how awesome Taylor is. Yeah, he's so annoying. But it forced Taylor's hand, and so she had, she released the track list to just get ahead of the story. And that got everybody just riled up. I know. Buzzed up, excited, 
frustrated. <laughs> I, I was frustrated. I know. Well, because you were mad that it got leaked. Well, I was mad that it got leaked. And then right after that, Taylor Swift released the track list. Yes. Which 500 secret sessioners have <laughs> yeah. listened to this all the tracks. And oh, they started telling us, like, oh my gosh, you guys, dress is sexy. Yes. Mama Swift had to leave. I was like, it was please. so frustrating. Let me experience it on my own and learn which song is naughty and which song is nice. Yeah, it's like the surprise is part of the fun. You only get to hear an album for the first time one time. Yeah, and not know what the songs were about. Yeah, and now we're just like, oh, the track list is out. Suddenly I have permission to share every secret I was told to keep. And I was like, I honestly got so annoyed being on Tumblr and on Twitter because they were just talking, 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 talking. (laughs) They were, and I just... I I understand that they were excited about it, but... If you're a secret sessioner, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you should have waited two days. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. it would have been... It just became sort of hard to to be a part of the excited for the new album group, but still wanting to treasure the way Taylor wanted us to hear it, which was how she planned to, which was complete surprise like the sessioners got. Oh my gosh. Lupe, go sit down. Um, so, but I was excited by the track list. I mean, those titles were things I was not expecting. They Me were immediately either. juicy. They were immediately juicy, and you know my theory. You yeah. know the, the 15 Taylors. Yeah. My eye first caught the getaway card. Yes. Because that was the ninth track. I know. And the way that I am counting it, <laughs> the ninth track is also the ninth Taylor with receipts, who, who by the chance... Was in a car crash. Yes, I, I posted know. that, and first time Tumblr ever <laughs> liked up. me. Yeah, I, like, I, I had some like vindication and justification. Yeah. Like this is it. This is it. I don't know if it's it. I know. And there was like the there's the double ellipses from ready for it to so it goes. So, so it goes. Yeah. And so that was half the track. So people were like, oh, maybe this is directly tying to how half of her face is covered, and we'll get half of the. Half of the like media version of Taylor and half of the real Taylor, and then it's also half of the fifteen Taylors are covered by shadows. Oh. So a lot of people were thinking that you know the lineup yeah. was from left to right, not oh, right to left. Yeah, there was mass confusion. There on was this mass lineup confusion. Theory. There yeah. is, and it might not might not be even real. But the thing is, is that we got the track list, and everything was just so exciting and so terrible at the same time. I know. I was like, the fact that there's a song, This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things, I was like, this is the theme of the era. It was perfect timing. Yes. Because hello, Perez Hilton. <laughs> yes. It's this like, is why we can't enjoy these nice I things know. that Taylor has planned for us. Yeah, and then the next day, she had to release the magazine covers because people were leaking those too. And were these people who are at stores linking him? Like how? I don't know actually. I didn't, I tried to avoid it so much so I have no idea like who Patient Zero was Was this on Thursday or Wednesday? It was on Wednesday. Okay. Okay. So I think it was probably like industry people or store people who were. I really thought that, you know, I'm working at Target. Yeah. I get the CDs probably a couple days beforehand. You open them up, how hard? Yeah. How hard is it? <laughs> That's true. It's a difficult job. And everyone is just, like, thirsty for Yeah. It. Yeah. And they were such amazing back covers. Like, I was obsessed. Oh, yeah. The one that, like, was like US Weekly. I know. It was perfect. And then they directly matched, like, the US Weekly and the OK Magazine yes. covers. Who and it was so are trash amazing. magazines who yes. are always slandering Taylor Swift's yeah. name. Yeah, and yes. there was one cover, like, there's a direct parallel where it's like, Taylor's pregnant, who's the father? Mm. And then it's like, who's, oh. 
Who's Meredith's <laughs> yeah, father. Yeah. This is so funny. Taylor's just a funny person. And can you tell me who um, made those? <sighs> can you tell me who directly inspired? Was inspired by those covers? Yeah, so the one good thing that the Secret Sessioners spoiled for me was that they said when Taylor was showing them the the covers, she was like, oh, my mom came up with most of these cover stories. <laughs> we Now we know where Taylor gets her creativeness yes. from. Yes. Mama Swift. So anyways, we had the... We had the track list spoiled, so mm-hmm. Taylor had to come out and release that. And then people were spoiling the magazines, so she had to come out and release those. And then... On November 9th, towards Thursday. the evening, everyone started leaking it. Not only towards the evening. Oh, yeah. Was I was at day. work. You're I'm, right. I'm a part of, like, this Swifty, like, Twitter chat. Yeah. Group. And people in other countries actually got the CDs prior to, like, the actual release date. I'm not sure what happened or how that happened. But, so we had that. And we also had people... Who were leaking the tracks online. It was such a mess. I was so annoyed. I honestly took a sabbatical. I just left social media completely because I couldn't handle it. I followed your lead because I was texting you about it. I followed your lead and I was like, you want to I'm gone. Yeah. I'm not going to have my phone with me. I'm going to leave it alone. So you had the bright idea of not even watching Scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because she's going to play the last song, which everyone was like, no, this is the best song. You have to listen to it from the first to last. And it made everyone cry. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch this an hour before the album comes out. Like, I'd rather just sit and hear the album from start to finish and end on this epic finale. Exactly. So I still haven't actually watched it, but it was filmed at the Secret Sessions, which was fun. That's so fun. I was expecting it was going to be filmed within the show. Oh, really? I don't know why. (laughs) That would have been hilarious. like 1990s, you know, back in the day where they actually performed on the show. That's when I was like, oh, maybe Taylor's going to take her (laughs) hand in acting again. (laughs) That would be great. That's a great idea. They should do that. Yes. But, um, so anyways, it was like 10.30 here. 10.23? Yeah, and I got a notification that Taylor posted, and I open it, and it's like, reputation out now. And I flipped out. I was like, wait, no, it's not 11. It's not time. Yes. Yeah, was not mentally prepared for that. Yes. I was cleaning up, doing all my prep stuff for the party today, and I just went up to my phone, because I want to see if it was charging. 10.23, I got the notification. Yeah. I am so glad that I just <laughs> randomly true. had this idea of going up to my car. <laughs> oh. But I'm glad that I had the, like, the random thought to go up and check on my phone that was charging. I know. I was like doing some work, and I was like, I'm going to get this done to kill time, and then listen to the album, and then it was like, psych! Yep. And I was, I was instantly excited, but also like, ah, Taylor must be a little frustrated that she's forced to do this. But she did the same thing with Look What You Made Me Do. Yeah. That was released before it was supposed to be oh, released. that's true. So maybe she maybe planned she it. Maybe the early surprises. Yes, and it's she good. Does. And, you know, for us senior Swifties, it was 1023 <laughs> and I was already exhausted. <laughs> I know. But I still ended up staying up so late. Mm-hmm. So Me too. late. 2 a.m. Oh my gosh, guys, because this is the moment we've been waiting for for three years. Yes. It's a new album. So what did you think when you first started playing it like what how walk me through the process walk you through the process I had my earphones on Uh and I was sitting up in my bedroom with the door closed with my with my dog in the room and everything like the world stood still and I was just like listening to like you know ready for it and then Endgame came on and like that beat I was like okay with Future and with like Eddie (laughs) I was ready for that That my first thought came 
I'm like, just a snake. Because she talks about big reputation. I know. And I was like, oh my gosh, that could be the snake Taylor. Because it's yeah. the second Taylor. Oh, yeah. And I just, I don't know. One thing that really, like, stood out to me was the cor- chorus. And it just, you know, don't want to be another ex-love. Want to be your end game. Yeah. And it's just so sweet. Yeah. And I love the line, I swear I don't love the drama. Yeah. It loves me. <laughs> yeah. How could you sum up Taylor and just... I know. Taylor's drama in just one yeah. sentence. It's right there. She doesn't love the drama. Yeah. It loves her. I could go through all the songs and just tell you what I liked well, about I it. I think we definitely should. But I think the challenge for all Swifties is picking favorites. Picking favorites. Because I think um, we should let We should be able to tell you. make the make the call now and see if it changes. You okay. Know? Let's do like top top four. Top four. Okay, I'm glad you said top four. Okay. <laughs> um I really like uh I did something bad. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. I can listen to that so over good. and I over have. over again. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. How many times have you listened to it? Oh, I don't know. I've literally had nothing but reputation on repeat for the last I don't know how Ever? long has it been? Seventeen hours, yeah. And I literally didn't go to bed till four, so it's been a while. <laughs> but the, that is one I keep going back to. I would say um, my favorite though is like right now. <laughs> dang it, this is hard because I I feel like I'm betraying well, other allegiance. I'd have to tell you that I did something bad. Is not my favorite. <gasps> I was oh, just really? gonna give you four. So oh. what's your favorite? Oh, my favorite is. Um, track 13. This is why we can't have okay. these things. Why are we on the same page? <laughs> I, I love know. it. When it's it first so came good. on, I, um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a hard knock life. It reminded <laughs> yes. me, it's a hard knock life yeah. for me. And it even parallels, it's a hard knock life, and this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Like, they're both about, like, yeah, bad things. I thought it was so, it was just everything I love in a Taylor song, which is a little bit of drama, a lot of sass, and just a whole bunch of fun. Because it was like, I was instantly dancing. Yes. It was so fun to like hear those lyrics, and the chanting and the rhythm of it was just so rich. I loved it all so much. And it gave you a little bit of what you wanted. Oh, yeah, definitely. Give there were you... some great zingers in there, and yeah. like major shade thrown, and it was just without being like really direct like it wasn't necessarily everyone's gonna tie it to Kanye everyone's gonna tie it to Calvin but it was more just the general emotion you know well we got together earlier today and we were talking about how this album is so different than other albums because this album necessarily it isn't about experiences like it isn't about um you know dancing like down the staircases or the refrigerator light open it's about her emotions and how she yeah. felt during all of this. It's yeah. not necessarily a diary entry. Right. It feels a lot more, not generic, but more like a summary rather than a specific story sometimes. Yes. yes. Which I love. Yes. <laughs> oh, I could listen to 13 over and over again. Yeah. I wonder, you know, 13 holds a precious spot in her heart. Yeah, I wonder if she true. specifically chose this one to be 13. Well, that's the thing. It's like listening to this album, all the sounds are so different, all the like the way she utilizes her voice is totally different. And I just was like, man, she must have had so much fun making this album. Yes. It, unlike Red, which Red was really different, all right. all the tracks were different. It didn't flow as well as it should have because she was experimenting with this new sound. Right. Uh, she had lots of different songs on that album. But on this album, she has lots of different sounds too. But it just... 
It's cohesive, if you will. <laughs> yes, cohesive. It's sonically cohesive, emotionally cohesive. I love everything about it. It's it's great. So what are your other top two then? Okay, uh, my other top two, I really, really like Don't Blame Me. It gives yes. you that, uh, that gospel vibe, oh, the yeah. Take Me to Church yes. vibe, that song. That's exactly what I was, it was thinking. It was so good. And then Getaway Car. <laughs> I love Getaway Car. And I, I my first thought when I listened to Getaway Car was, is this about Hiddle Swift? I know. Are we getting something about Hiddle yes, Swift? Yes, I think we did. Honestly, like I not to like look forward to something so far away, but I can't wait for the episode where we go into this song because yes. it is so rich with moments it's to discuss. It's so rich cuz it talks about like at the beginning of it, you know, she's talking about leaving somebody for the guy and at yeah. the end she's leaving the guy. Yes. And it's I'm like, this has to be Hiddle Swift. Oh, it has, it has to. to. Whether or not all those yeah. details are correct, but you get away car, it has to be Hiddle Swift. So we have the exact same top four. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. You guys, we got yeah. together today, but we didn't talk about no, our top four. I know, which is funny because, and I, obviously this doesn't mean I hate the other ones, but a lot of people are obsessed with like delicate and dress, and for some reason, I'm just way more mm. into those other four. Yeah. Well, one thing I did like about dress mm-hmm. um, was that a while ago, I proposed the theory that they met at the Met Gala. Yes, you did. And when he had his buzz Yes, cut. and she had that bleached yes. hair. Yes. I was up in the room, and I, I couldn't hear anything around me. I was wearing those, like, the headphones yeah. that, like, tune out everything. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I knew it. And then I got a text from my husband, because yeah. he's downstairs being like, you're so cute. I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was that loud. Yeah, I know. But I was like, yes, yes, yes. I'm finally right on something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think my neighbors hate me because I was literally just here alone. It was like midnight, I guess, or 11. And I was just screaming and like jumping up and down. And like, there were some great one-liners. There were Mm -hmm. some amazing bridges and just things that like took me by surprise. And I loved it. So maybe we should go through each of the songs and just talk about what stood out and like how it felt hearing it for the first time. Okay, well... Ready for it. We've I, already been I there. Skipped it. Done that. that. <laughs> That's fine. I was like, I should listen to this from the beginning. I listened to I it just... from the beginning and then I was like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like wasting Still my precious time. I know. And we kind of went over Endgame. Yeah. I kind of did my little um I know. With Endgame, like... like it was an Ed Sheeran, so I knew that, but it was also Future. So going into it, I was like, I did not know what to expect, but that wasn't it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's it's sort of a... It's sort of an odd little duck a little bit, because it's, it's like they're all rapping, but Ed is sort of the one who feels the most out of place to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see them, A, if they ever perform it together, or B, if what it'll be like live, because yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how much I like it that way. Well, I wonder if, Ed, I don't think Ed will tour with her. I know, but they're going to be at a couple of the Jingle Ball oh, concerts. Oh, no, they are. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, at, at the oh, end, yeah. you know, we were, like, in red, we were able to see oh, Taylor yeah. and Ed perform together. Yeah. And so on this one, we're not going to be able to see the two of them perform together, which I'll be a little bit sad yeah. about. But, you know, Ed's career is going strong. Yeah. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Um, okay, well, then let's go to I Did Something Bad. Yes. This I... was, like, this is when I was, like, okay, because... I was a little worried about the album. Not that I wouldn't love it, but that maybe people's complaints might be valid in that it would be, like, lyrically weaker than maybe 1989 was or that it would be 
just all over the place a, a little bit. A lot of people were thinking that she'd play the victim again and again and again. Yeah. That's, and so I did a bad, I did something bad came on and I was like, oh my gosh, this is good. Like this mm-hmm. is better than all the singles she'd released so far. And mm-hmm. we're only three tracks deep. And then that bass dropped and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that bass dropped yeah, and so was Lupe. And I went crazy. I had to listen to it twice in a row. I just loved it. I did too. I I just kept on playing, and some of the stuff that like popped out mm-hmm. to me was, you know, he, he had it coming. Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah, like he had it coming. That <laughs> yeah. reminded me of like yeah. That well, because this is a great song because she's not playing the victim, but she's like, I'm not the only person who did something. No, because I think here. this in this same um, song she says, "I tell one lie, they tell me three. Yeah, and so it's like the way she calls out. A couple people is just so delicious. Couple people, <laughs> yeah. Calvin, Kim, Tony. Yeah. There you go. Because like, I mean, one of the lines is like, she swears for the first time on an album. She says shit. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like in direct reference to Kanye saying he owes her for something, and she's like, no, I don't owe you anything. No, she doesn't, and she shouldn't. Yeah. One thing I liked was she said, I fly them all around the world, talking mm-hmm. about boys, make them think they saved me. Yeah. And then she also says, if he spins my change, he has it coming. Yeah, which I think is like, I mean, the, the Calvin reference about, you know, dropping her name, taking her change is like, really reminds me of This Is What You Came For, how she hid her help on that song behind a pseudonym, and he betrayed her or whatever in not acknowledging that Mm -hmm. they worked together. Mm -hmm. And then when she did drop her name, he came for her, and it's like, well, whatever, dude, you had it coming. But it'll be a good song to get into. It will. I'm I'm really excited for all of this. I know. It's just going to... It's just going to be such a joy to really unpack these. It, it is. And I feel like this episode, guys, might be just a little crazy just because we're still trying to wrap our head around uh, I know everything that is reputation. Yes. Everything. <laughs> now, the fourth one, which was on our top, one of our yes. tops, was Don't Blame Me. Yes, which has the... This was also just like a suddenly different sound. And so right off the bat, you have Ready For It, End Game, I Did Something Bad, and Don't Blame Me. And mm-hmm. they're just so different so different but they really play into each other very well yeah and i loved it i liked it too it sounded very like sexy and sultry like especially when she said like i'm your baby like it just was like sexy like just i could can i just say i love how many times taylor refers to joe as baby like that's what i was thinking too like that must be what they call each other i know baby 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 and it's like so nice because it's literally the only i mean I hate this term, but pet name I use with Rob is, I just, <laughs> I love it. So it's like, oh my gosh, Taylor and I are the same person. Well, what I like is she said that she would fall from grace yeah. to be with him. Aww. Which she kind of did fall from grace Yeah, yeah. when she was with him. But I don't know directly how. She also mentioned that she toys with older guys. Yes, she does. Yes. I, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. You get this little, even though we don't get direct songs about the relationships from past loves and lives, we still get, like, hints. I know. It's almost more fun because we don't have hidden messages this time, guys. There's no hidden messages, which is crazy. But, in a way, there are because there's all these little, tiny, hidden stories in her, in each of her songs. Mm -hmm. And then, like, a lot of people like the next track, Delicate. 
Yes. A lot of people, and like, what, one thing that I like is that um, in two of her songs, in Delicate and Endgame, she talks about reputation. In this song, she says, Rep- my reputation has never been worse. You must yeah. like me for me. Aww. Uh, it's like, yes. Yes, I know. What a sweet concept. Like, you're at your absolute worst. You feel like you've been trashed across the mm-hmm. board, and this guy still likes you. I kind of feel like this song is like... In the beginning of their relationship, it's so delicate, and it's, like, right before you're going to have, like, that DTR to find the relationship, because yeah. she says, like, I pretend you're mine all the time. Yeah. So, obviously, like, they're not together I together, know. but they're playing it out, and it's just... It's so it's, good. It's very precious and delicate. It is. So, then you go from delicate to look what you made me do, which is very different sound, but then you go from look what you made me do to so it goes. So it goes. Which is... A pretty fun song, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think she, like, she met the love of her life, and she's putting all the drama behind her. I think this is the track where everything changes. So, like, with So It Goes, what I kind of liked was that, you know, she met the love of her life, and on this track you can kind of see that she met him, and she's putting all of her old stuff behind her. Yes! And it, you know, her old self is dead, and if I'm not corrected, uh, she also says she's not a bad girl, but she'd do bad things with him. <laughs> yes. And he has scratches on I his know. back. This is like a fully grown-up Taylor. Yeah. It's like a lot of comments I've seen are like, whoa, Taylor's talking about drinking a lot. Taylor's like owning her sexuality. And I think in a lot of ways, Taylor's protected her her character a little bit. She just never wanted to be... She's never wanted to be known for her sexuality, right? Mm. She told an interviewer once that once you like... Once you play into the sexuality, that's all anyone's going to see, and so she's not going to give them anything, which is why she's always been very conservative in her dress and, you know, never showed her belly button, and slowly she's been embracing that bad girl side, which isn't bad girl, but I think she's realized in this last, you know, era that even when she plays it right, people are still going to talk about her. Oh my word! People are still going to talk about her. They're going to talk about her body. And she doesn't have to necessarily hide behind this idea of, oh, what are they going to say about me? What are they going to talk about? Because she doesn't care anymore. Yeah. And you can totally see that in this album where she just lets loose. One one reason is because she's thinking about him all the time. Like, why is she going to care what everyone else thinks when, like, all she is thinking about is Joe? It's so sweet. It's, like, so nice to hear Taylor sing while in love, which is you know, a relief, because a lot of people were worried about what is Taylor going to write about if mm-hmm. she doesn't have the drama. But oh, she still has drama. She still has plenty of drama, Whether it's obviously. love life drama or not. Yeah, and the thing is, she can clearly play into this more mature relationship sound, because even though she's had mature relationships, like, Calvin Harris was a long relationship. We think it was a more mature yeah. relationship, but we yeah. don't know. And we... No matter we didn't get age. to see that in songs, so no. we never knew, like, what Taylor in a long relationship looked like until now. Yeah. And, like, clearly she does understand the difference between pining for a crush and hoping for a fairy tale and the reality of love and romance and lust and yeah. drama and drive, and it's just wonderful to watch play out. And then it leads, like, right into Gorgeous, which we, yes. don't, need to, we don't need to get into because we already covered it, yeah. but what I, like love is that, you know, on this album it is confirmed she met him at the Matt Gala. Yes. But that was like his first huge event ever. I know. He and was an absolute nobody. Of course everyone's going to notice Taylor Swift yeah. because well, she she's was hosting she's it. She's hosting it. She is the the, the queen of <laughs> yes. the ball, if you will. Yeah. Even if she's not hosting it, yeah. you know who Taylor Swift oh, is. 
there's no way she would know who he was. Right, but she still noticed him. But she still him. noticed him. Because he's so gorgeous. Yes, he is. And I know. One of my favorites is the next one, Getaway Car. Which also <sighs> features the Met Gala. Because yes. we think this one's about Hiddle Swift, which... Yeah. If you listen to the lyrics, like it's playing into this idea that she needs an out, and She's, so she I wanted this guy to leave him. I needed a reason. Yes, and so it's like a few drinks in, she's like, "Well, we got a flirtation here," mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting to contextualize that relationship a little bit more with this song, and it's such a good song. Oh my gosh, it's so like she like she she played the whole like Elizabeth Taylor and uh, Richard Burton, mm-hmm. and right in this song. She's playing the Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, you know they're jet setting. You know they're Bonnie and Clyde <laughs> until like she switched to the other side. And yeah, she, she left him. Yeah. Like it starts off saying, you know, it just I can't wait to get yeah, into into I like know. another episode. It's such a good song. But I and love it. It has such hardcore bleachers vibes, which I love. Like Jack Antonoff takes over the soundtrack based mm-hmm. uh, the album from this point on, basically. Like a lot of the the first seven songs, I think, have a lot of Max Martin and Shellback. And then these songs start to get a lot more Jack Antonoff, and you can hear it, and I love it so oh much. Oh my gosh, I do too. Oh, I can't wait to get into this I and know. all Hiddle Swift stuff. <laughs> yeah. So then the tenth one is King of My Heart. Yeah, which is such a good one. I really like this one. I do too. Because, I mean, that line, like, say you fancy me, not fancy stuff, like, just the way she cleverly ties in, like, British slang and, mm-hmm. and paints this pretty picture of them starting to date and feel each other out. It's just, like, so well, sweet. It's always also interesting because, you know, she says, we met a few weeks ago, and she references him calling her. Oh. So I'm kind of like, huh. Oh. Like, maybe he did call her yeah. up afterwards. I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't blame him either. I don't blame yeah. him either. <laughs> But, and she also, like, calls herself an American queen. Yes. And, you know, they're going to rule the kingdom in her bedroom. hey out. You know, she also talks about loving in secret. Yeah. And, like, she changes her priorities. Mm-hmm. And is this the end of all my endings? <gasps> Happily ever after, I know. if you will. Well, which is, this is where you get this story. Like, it just flows so perfectly. Even though the songs are so starkly different, the story just, like, flows into itself because you lead right into dancing with our hands tied which is basically you know she's feeling him she wants him but she can't do anything about it i know which is amazing and i was listening to this song and i'm just like this tour is gonna be unreal it's gonna be real it's gonna be lit yes (laughs) yes it's gonna be so lit it's gonna be so lit one thing i'm like thinking of like did she we don't have any footage of them dancing at the Met Gala. No. No one knew who he was. No, no. one ever saw them together. No one, no. like, ignored... Like, it's... I would love to be Taylor's best friend or mom Abby. or Taylor in this moment because I want to see how it happened. Like, how yeah. she noticed this total nobody across the room. With a buzz cut who looks crush. like he's, like, 18. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. like, was she that drunk, you know? But I don't know. <laughs> so it'll be just... It'll be so nice to see how these songs get interpreted in music videos on tour and just seeing their relationship play out now that it's like been outed you know yeah it's outed i can't wait me either and this next one is the one that got me annoyed by all the secret sessioners dress i know everyone was saying you know mama swift had to leave and austin was really like uncomfortable uncomfortable, and so was like you know scott swift yeah i was just and you know somebody also said after she played it the secret sessioner was like, Taylor, 
Yeah. And then Taylor was like, I know. Uh, like, yeah. Kind of abashed. Yeah. And they, they, I saw one of the lines. I was so mad. I saw someone posted about the main line from what? the, from A secret session heard it? Yeah. What, what? They, they said, like, they quoted the line where she says, I bought this dress just so you could take it off. Shut up. And I, that was when I threw the computer out the window, because I was like, no, no more no. spoilers. I draw the line, like, you guys ruined this for me. They did. Oh, but you know, the one thing that didn't, wasn't ruined was the fact that we found where they met. Yes. Yes. And you know. And it was a good, I mean, it is a sexy And I song. hope he did carve his name into her yeah. post. I hope <laughs> yeah. he did. Yeah. And these these songs are just so well written. They're just so clever. They're full of such great, like, zingers and memorable one-liners. Yeah. And every song, like, leaves you with a memory, right? Like, we can, maybe we don't remember the lyrics perfectly yet, mm-hmm. but we, like, remember yes, each song. Yes, we know what it's about. Yeah. And we're excited to memorize yes. every single lyric. <laughs> I'm working on it. And then it goes into it's our, our favorite. Yes. Us. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, which is just a masterclass in melodrama, and I love it so much. It's so fun. She like specifically references Kanye's conversation on the phone. Yes, I was like, I loved oh it. yes, Taylor. and the Gatsby theme. I like, love it was the Gatsby. Yeah. she was kind of like living high and oh yeah. I mean. Every party, you know, she threw. Every Mm -hmm. person she had come on stage with her. Like, Mm -hmm. everything was just glitzy and glamour. She'd have all these photo shoots with her best friends. And they would go to all the awards together. Just this gaggle of, like, glamorous girls. And it felt... It was like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, Duh, Taylor... What Taylor has always needed is a Gatsby song. And this is perfect. She loved that life. Yes. And it was just so... I remember... um, one thing she liked today was someone was like, or one of the secret sessioners was saying that she wanted it to sound like children on the playground because she felt like that's what she was dealing with was children all the time. So do you think she specifically made it to be like, it's a hard knock life? I don't know. I mean, because I those are children. That. I know. So I don't know if it's, I don't know. I'd be curious to, to ask her. You should get on Tumblr. Well, <laughs> ask her. Um, I, I should. reached post limit, so. Already? <laughs> Yeah, I've been problems. too busy today. But it was so fun, and it's like, I think it's just perfect. And then you we, suddenly go into Call It What You Want. The best single she released yeah, before the album. Definitely. Hands yes. down. That was the one that people were like, finally, like, oh, maybe this won't be awful according to their taste. I loved the other ones, but Call I loved the other ones too, so but I found better. myself skipping over the other ones just to listen to the song. I, and I don't know if it because it if it was because it was so new, yeah, or because I really like it. But it's I really, really like it. I know this was the only pre-release single that I didn't skip listening to the album all the way through. Yes. So I found I skipped ready for it. I fast forwarded through "Look What You Made Me Do" and I I skipped "Gorgeous." But then when "Call It What You Want" mm, came on, I was like, stopped. oh. And I think it's because you kind of need that lead into New Year's Day. You do need that lead into the last track yeah. New Year's Day. You I do. know. This was so unexpected. Like, everyone had said it was a tearjerker. Everyone said it was a happy song. Did it make you cry? It didn't. It didn't make me cry either. I know. But this is the thing, though. If we were at the secret sessions yeah. with Taylor, yeah. looking at her while the song is playing and seeing right. the emotion in her eyes and <laughs> feeling the love that she has for Joe, we might have cried. Right. Well, plus they got some sort of introduction to it, exactly. too. So there's probably some context that would help. I, and what I really liked about this is that 
basically she was saying, you know, like, you have all these, like, parties, New Year's yeah. Eve, all these exciting moments, but... On New Year's Day, you're cleaning up after the New Year's Eve party. Yeah, you're picking up the so Polaroids. Sweet. You're picking up the beer cans. Like, that's what real, like, everyone who isn't married or isn't in a relationship or has never been in love, like, there's that high, but there's also the normal life. Yeah. And, and, it's and like, she wants to experience a normal life with him. Yeah. She doesn't necessarily need to be jet-setting with him. Yeah. She, she'll be on... On, she doesn't on need the, to find things. On the top of what's yeah. it called, the balcony, just sipping beer out of a red solo cup. Yeah, I she know. She doesn't need fancy things with him. Oh, and it was just such a quiet, like, really emotive song. Like, it's just on a piano, it's really simple, it's really raw, and it's just, like, Which, the softest song she's ever done, I think. Probably with what her relationship is like. Yeah. The relationship's probably simple, it's probably really raw, and yeah. just... And just cozy, cozy. and content. Yeah. And it was just... When I saw the name was New Year's Day, I was like, huh. Yeah. Like, hmm. But then, how it played into it, it does have a more... Because I was worried to be, like, ultra-specific and... You'd only be able to listen to it on, on one New day Year's day. Year. Yeah. <laughs> but it's But she really did say sweet. that we'd want to play this on your wedding day. Yes. Going back, would you have played this on your wedding? I definitely would have. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a sweet sentiment. And it's not as, like, cloying as maybe some other love songs are. And, like, I unfortunately wasn't... <laughs> we decided we couldn't have a Taylor Swift as our first dance song. But mostly because she didn't really have a great first yeah. dance song before. Yeah. Because, like she said, she hadn't really ever had that love before. Yeah. And so this is just like, oh my gosh, she gets mm-hmm. it, you know? And she got it, and it's so exciting. I hope she keeps it. Yeah. I, I know. It. I was I was thinking about that, because yeah. I'm like, what kind of pressure does this put on a relationship to have this sort of testament well, to Well, she has that love. necklace, which is probably some kind of like... Yeah sentimental, like, yeah. promise ring. <laughs> They've got to have some sort of serious DTR level yes, conversation. they probably already know that maybe she's planning the wedding. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Engaged to be engaged I to know. be engaged. Yes. Who freaking knows. All I really care about is that Taylor Swift is so happy. Yes. And, like, her happiness over my happiness is <laughs> what matters. Seriously. Yes. Isn't that bad? It's so nice to, like, see her content and like thrilled about life and unbothered see her back on snapchat yes. not snapchat see her back on instagram live talking yes. with her cat she's we're, we're getting her on snl tomorrow yeah. which i'm so and she's excited. just like every time she meets a fan she's just thrilled every like she puts on tumblr she's just happy and effusive and it's just so lovely and it was so exciting to finish up the album get online and see how many people were impressed with it? You yeah. know, it killed it. It just it did. did so well already. I, th- I think people who are anti-Swift right now yeah, will like it. Yeah, it's irresistible. She has a bad reputation. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was crazy. Like, it was, within the first six minutes, reputation was number one on iTunes. And that's, that's going to say that we had people who, pr- like, a lot of the Swifties in our fan base... Yeah. pre-ordered it already. Right. So that does not even counting all the right. Swifties who pre-ordered it. This is yeah. counting people who just bought it. Yeah, just shot it to number one, and yes. it's the fastest album to do so in the U.S. And it's one of ever? four... Yes, ever. Yes. And it's one of four albums also ever yes. to hit number one in over 100 countries. And iTunes is only in 120. So I think... Shut up. I think Reputation is number one in 107 countries right now, I mm-hmm. think. So how long do you think it'll stay number one? 
I don't know, but... She is also off of all the streaming for the first week. I know. I was wondering what she was going to do. Cause, yeah. Because if she was still on Spotify, I don't think that it, like people would buy her album. Oh, but yeah. Because they don't want to wait a week. Right. So they bought it. Yeah, I love it. It's only like $13, 14 she's smart cookie. She's so smart, but yeah. she's also like letting people know, you can't get it the first week, but hey, after the first week, I got you. Yeah. And it's like, it's already done so well, like within the, an hour, within a single hour of being released, it sold 800,000 copies. iTunes like basically crashed at some point and people, people didn't couldn't even get know it. if it was going to sell a million. I know. That's 20, less than 24 hours. It was an hour, a single yes. hour. <laughs> it's crazy. Not even the first day. Now, how many, didn't Adele sell 3.3 million yeah, in the she week? She has the record. She has the record. The most sells in a week. In a week. Yeah. We are one day in, yeah. and she's almost halfway there. I know. It's crazy. I mean, they're projecting it to hit 2.2 million, which is amazing, and beats 1989 by about a oh, million. you guys, what a great era to live in. I know. She is... I, I don't know what's next. Like, yeah. Who's going to come along and beat all these records? I don't know. <laughs> we can't think of the end yet, though. No, and that's what I'm I saying. Like, Taylor. she's so high up here. Yeah. Like, she's setting the bar. Oh yeah, definitely. She's setting the bar. She's that's constantly. Like, I don't want to think about when game. she leaves, but yeah. she's setting the bar. No, I know, and it's been so fun, just like, you know, seeing all these writers have to sort of eat their words with their reviews because they're oh, like, my gosh. I loved all of her yes. posts today. All of her posts were. <laughs> Um, captions of what articles had said yeah. positive stuff about her, yes. and all she said, and there's like six or at six or nine, all she said was thank you. With a yeah, <laughs> I know. She acknowledged um, Holly Gleason from Hits said, yeah. testing limits, figuring the score, acting as you see fit instead of bowing to the expectations of how good girls act. These songs embody the realities of ownership. She yes. is owning it. I know. It's amazing. She's. I mean, all the quotes are just so good. Obviously, there's a few like there's people few who hate on negative. it. Yeah, always. But the general consensus consensus is that it's a great album and reputation is pure pop. Yes, magic. magic. I agree. Like, 1989 was pop ish. It was like 80s pop. This is yeah. like pop that people yeah. are going to want to hear on the radio what is on the radio right now but even yes. better yeah it's so much smarter it's so much more clever like she got um, smarter she got yeah. harder in the nick of time ladies yeah. and gentlemen i mean new york times gave it like four out of five and said it was bombastic and unexpected bombastic. and sneakily potent which i just love and the independent is like one of swift's greatest talents as a songwriter is to encapsulate those small moments that you as a listener cannot, which is so true. Like, they're so instantly relatable, even though you're not jetting off with handsome men or teasing <laughs> older celebrities, but there's something about them that are just so irresistibly, you know, familiar. Well, New York Times also said, no pop star of the modern era has communicated the contours of her disappointment with such emotional precision and melodic sophistication. Yeah. She is as strong a singer as ever. I know, which there is we so true. Go. People are finally saying she can sing. Oh, she's I know. a great writer. Yes. It's like that's what really counts, you know. It's like I think I think that's what Taylor has missed so much is like Taylor has felt like she hasn't been fully respected as an artist, singer, and songwriter. They often just see Taylor the celebrity rather than Taylor the 
you know, songwriter. This is kind of what she forced everyone everyone into. She wasn't giving them dirt. She wasn't talking about her love life. She wasn't, she, like, forced everyone to look into her Yeah, no one could, like, be distracted by how Taylor acted in an interview or, like, who she was seen leaving a restaurant with tonight. Mm -hmm. All they could talk about were the songs, which is amazing. Amazing. And you know how we like Mr. Rob Sheffield. Yeah, He's, like, one of my he's favorites. A hero. He men. says that Reputation is the most intimate LP of Taylor Swift's career yes. and that this album shows the darker, deeper side of the pop mastermind. I know, which is so true. Like, I think it's like obvious that she's grown as an artist. And I think what I loved was reading her prologue. She wrote this letter to her fans. In it, she sort of talks about how. Everyone has only part of the story when they're meeting other people and you always make these assumptions. We're constantly putting ourselves out there and we're all over social media and we start to think like, oh, we know someone completely, but you can never really know. And then she says, I've been in the public eye since I was 15. Mm -hmm. And she acknowledges that there's been pros, like she gets to make music. And then she says, on the other side of the coin, my mistakes have been used against me, my heartbreaks have been used as entertainment, and my songwriting has been trivialized as oversharing. Which I, like, loved that because, like, finally her music is speaking for itself, right? Like, like we're saying, like, people have to review her music, not her media presence, not, like, what she posted on Instagram or what outfit mm-hmm. she wore where. Like, all they have to talk about is the music. And this is the first time she's the sole executive producer on mm. an album, which means she has, like, full creative control. It's her her album, her terms, and she clearly, like, has grown so much into who who she is and what she wants to do that she presented this album with such great success without doing any of the traditional media. She, I was listening to the Elvis Duran show oh, yeah. um, on, in New York. Yeah. And they were saying that, you know, she's in her, she's doing, she's doing promo, but she's doing it the right way. She's yeah. doing it with her fans. And, exactly. you know, she's getting out there. She is on social media, but in a way that artists usually aren't. Right. She's, I'm telling you, she's setting the bar. She is, like, making the path for everyone. Oh, I People know. are going to lead after her. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. It's like, if you think about it, she hasn't done a single interview. All she's done is slap her face on a couple of buses and then just interact with her fans. Mm-hmm. That's all she's done. Yeah. It's crazy. She's the been level. smart. Yeah. She hasn't talked to anyone else but fans about what this album is, why she wrote it, and who it's for. And that's for the fans. And it's amazing. And then um, what's funny, though, is she goes on in her letter and she says... Um, when this album comes out, (laughs) she predicted the future completely because she says, when this album comes out, gossip blogs will scour the lyrics for the men they can attribute it to. There will be slideshows because it's 2017 and if you don't see a picture of it, it couldn't have happened, right? And then she says, let me say it again louder for those in the back. We think we know someone, but the truth is we only know the version of them they have chosen to show us. So there will be no further explanation. There will just be reputation. And it's like, whoa, like... We might as well just stop our podcast right here. You guys, this is the 10th and final episode of Swiftish. We can't drop mic. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy because it's true. People want to assume they know everything, hence us talking about it. But Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk more about what Taylor wants us to talk about, which is her songwriting, her skill, and her, her hard work, and the effort she's put into coming back from being told she's over, she's finished, she's done. dead. Yeah. Essentially. (laughs) It's crazy. So, 
I guess my one question is, do you think it lived up to the Secret Sessioners hype? They said this was the best album of Taylor Swift. Reddit will always be. <laughs> yeah. It was just so near and dear to my heart. Yeah. But I'm not in that situation anymore. Yeah. It's like a fond memory mm-hmm. that I'll always look back. That's true. Um, This one is... I need to listen to more and more. I know. I can... <laughs> I can probably say this will be my one of my favorites. It's just yeah, it's growing on me, and it hasn't been twenty four hours. I know. It's I. Like, you made me pick a top four, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> stumbling over myself. Right. I just I I, I don't think I could have done that with nineteen eighty nine. I think I, I knew I knew Blank Space um, was one of my favorite songs from the get go. Mm-hmm. Here I'm like, there's more. There's four. You're making yeah. me just choose <laughs> one. I also think that this. Going to the secret sessions and being right. a secret sessioner. That always color your opinion. Rose-colored glasses. <laughs> yeah. So, I know, but how I... How about you? Well, yesterday, I decided not to listen to any of the Reputation songs, so I instead was like, okay, I'll just listen to, to the, the Taylor ones. Swift's catalog. And it was interesting, because it really highlighted that on previous albums, you know, she'd have great hits. Like, she had really powerful songs, but there were also, like, weaker songs that felt a little more patched together or just not as striking or memorable Mm -hmm. but in this album there's like a general consistency that just really didn't surprise me but just wowed me like I I loved following the progression of her songs from ready for it to new year's day and there's just a clear development from you know taylor swift red speak now fearless to this which is where she has a clear vision and it's not only sonically cohesive, but it's all these songs differing wildly in sound and scope feel consistent in how they match Taylor's reputation. Like, mm-hmm. they're very Swiftian, you know? They mm-hmm. have all the same, all the lines you'd expect, all the good the good hits you need. And I think it's just cool that this album, while maybe I don't like one of the songs better than I love All Too Well. Yes. I love the album as a package yeah. more than I love Red. Hold a Red album. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, there are a Which few... is hard to say, yeah. but yeah. Exactly. Like, All Too Well will always be mm-hmm. probably my favorite, favorite Taylor Swift song. Yeah. But Red might not be my favorite Taylor Swift album. Right. Yes. <laughs> Just things are shifting here. Our whole worlds are, are challenged We're now. We're processing all this yes. stuff. I know. There's so much to unpack in the next few weeks, and it'll be so fun to get into new songs. I know. It's so fun. I can't wait. Um, I think at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Taylor Swift is doing the iHeartRadio. Yes. I think clips or some sort some of, secret, sort of session. secret session that's not so secret anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so we're actually having an album release party tonight, so we're going to play it for the first hour of yes. our release party. So that will be so much fun. We're also going to be announcing the winner tonight. We really would love to have this podcast be spread all over the good <laughs> yeah. land. Tell people, um, post about us, subscribe to us, rate us, follow us on Instagram, yes. Tumblr, uh, everywhere Swiftish Podcast, and you can email us. We <laughs> yes. haven't gotten a single email, but yeah. swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. We're there. We're ready. We are. We are ready for it. <laughs> yeah, it's a new era, y'all. It, y'all. But you know, <laughs> y'all, for now, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And Taylor, I don't care what you say. This is such a nice thing. Yeah. I love it.